are the fuck? Fear is not a factor for you. This is where we're going to learn who will be the ultimate survivor. So with your permission, I'd like to take this guy on the boat, and then once he's trapped at sea, teach him a lesson he'll never forget. Welcome to Confession Cam, a podcast about reality TV. I'm John. I'm Hunter. And I'm Daisy. And we're back, folks. We did a we we took a little break for the holidays, but we're back and uh, we finally made it to the Jersey Shore. And I'm having a great time already. Yeah, somehow I missed this one when it came out. So it's my first time watching this one as well. Same. That might be a theme as we go on the show that I did not watch them at the time, but. I didn't watch it, but I, I remember it being massively popular. I, I feel like it was somewhat unescapable. Definitely. For sure. Yeah, this was not my first watch, th- watch through. I didn't watch it when it first came out, except for maybe here and there. Um, but I watched it a few years later, and um, it's been really fun to watch it again with like a new lens of being older. And, you know, I know, I know things I didn't know in 2009 or uh, when I watched this. Um, yeah, there's definitely some there's definitely some things that like kind of didn't age age well. That's for sure. There were there were a few moments uh, as we were watching the second episode together where we were like, "That's a word that we don't use anymore." <laughs> there is a lot of that in the first met yeah. episode too. I think it's wild because like before I watched it, I was taking notes. I was like, "This started in like 2002, right?" Like watching <laughs> the first episode, I looked it up. It was from what I can tell, it was probably shot in the summer of 2008. Came out in 2009. Yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it really feels like it, it when 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 I think about it too, I feel like it was much earlier than that. Um was my freshman year of high school that it came out, but I you know, I could have sworn it was middle school, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm the same way. I, I think we were talking before the show. It, it would have been my freshman year of college, but I keep thinking it came out like my sophomore year of high school. So, um I just it just feels like a very like mid 2000 mid 2000s show, but it's like late 2000s. Yeah, it's also weird just because I think we thought we've talked about a little bit episode with all the writer strikes and stuff, which I think we should do an episode on just Absolutely. in general sometime. Like there are so many reality shows flying around at the time that they do kind of blend together, especially when you only have them in your like periphery. Yeah, they do blend together. I feel like this one stands out though. Like this is one that that really uh became a cultural icon, whereas there's a lot of reality shows that came out around then that we probably couldn't even name. Yeah, um, I I mean, this this one specifically, we're two episodes in, and I feel like we already have a lot to talk about oh, yeah. compared Definitely. to like the Kardashians. I think we all kind of said that. But because things happen on this show. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it also just feels very 2000s, like the editing style and a lot of the music stings and stuff. Like This feels like edgy. We're the network that put out Jackass, but we also only do reality shows tv shows kind of editing like it's weirdly grungy like this show is weirdly dirty yeah like, very much so i it definitely has to do with the filter like yeah it, it, it's such a specific um such a specific filter and like you know it, it's one of those things where you you could they could have no one n- none of the cast on screen and you would still know that you're watching jersey shore just by that filter which i i love i think it's it's one of those things that makes it such like a cultural, um, it's everywhere. Touchstone. You know? Yeah. It's, that's a really good point. And I, I kind of wonder if any shows have like copied that filter and like if this show is even like influential in that way. 
um, it, if it's influenced other reality shows. It's interesting, and I know that, I mean, it's kind of around the same era as, like, completely different type of entertainment, but, like, Saw and stuff, and a lot of people have com- have compared the way, like, the Saw movies are shot and stuff to, like, new metal music videos, and even though this show is, like, culturally pretty disconnected from that, like, scene, it does kind of feel like that. It's got that grainy, like, film mm. filter on everything, and, like, there are just, like, inappropriately like heavy guitar riff like transitions <laughs> yeah. in it it's just like two people tan people walk on the beach and then there's just like a <laughs> like in the background it's like not a good riff but it's just like that's a weirdly rock and roll riff right here for yeah for this show should we uh how do you want to start things off daisy do you want should we start with the cast yeah i i kind of want to just like introduce the show okay yeah um, okay so so jersey shore 2009 uh, it, it actually, the a little bit of backstory that, that, you know, they don't, it's not obvious from the show, but, um, you know, it, it, it came together very loosely where someone, uh, I don't, I'm pretty sure it wasn't even an MTV show at first. It was just some, uh, independent company had an idea, you know, let's get this group of people together, throw them in a house together and see what happens type of thing. Um, and, um, and like they didn't tell them like oh this is a reality show anything like that they were just like oh we're we're just like taking like i i think it was called like a day in the life of a and okay so we've had a discussion on whether or not we want to say the g word on this show and i think we're going to go with no just because we don't feel like it's none of us are italian we don't really know if we're supposed to if we're allowed to say this or or not so we're leaning towards no yeah we're we're erring on the on the side of caution um we would love to know your thoughts on this yeah i will um pussy your foot around the situation um by saying there are two g words and there's one we know we should not be saying in this situation but the other there is also a mafia movie character whose first name is Guido, and uh, his name is also potentially a slur. So that is the one we are questioning. Yeah, so yeah, let us know how you feel about that word. Yeah, so Wikipedia at least says that the the word that we're not saying uh, is derogatory, and I think that's a good enough reason for us not to say it. Yeah. I'm not going to make any sort of judgment on whether or not Italian Americans should be saying the word. That's just not my place to say. But we're not going to say it here. Yeah, we actually reached out to an Italian friend of the show, and he said he doesn't believe it's a slur, but he could see why other people think it is. Yeah, and that, that's a, that's good enough for me to not say it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, interestingly enough, if you pull up the Wikipedia page for that word, uh, Mike, the situation Sorrentino is uh, is featured. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like he would be, I feel like the situation would be proud of that. Okay, so I just want to give uh, some 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 information on, on all the characters we're going to be talking about. You probably know them already, but uh, I, I, I think something that, uh, something that we forget about a lot is, you know, the actual context of these individuals when they came on the show. Um, so I'm going to give ages for everybody. So we've got Snooky, Sammy, and Vinny are all 21 at the time of shooting. Angelina is 23. Jenny and Ronnie are 24. And then Mike is 27 and Polly is 29, which I think I always forget that Polly is the oldest. Because, I mean, you feel like Mike is, 
I mean, he kind of has like a creepy old man vibe. I'm just going to say that. Yeah. And and Polly has a much friendlier vibe, but he's actually the creepy old man of the group. I, um, and I, I feel bad saying that since you guys are both older than me. But. <laughs> well, I, I was also going to say, I feel like I don't think you get old and become creepy. I think there's a lot of behaviors that are excused when you're an attractive 24-year-old that then um, when you turn like... 30s 40s they become creepy you transition without actually changing i think that's an excellent point mm-hmm. yeah i mean this show, if we wa- decide to keep up with the show there are like nine seasons we could watch it happen in real time so far this is <laughs> yeah this is just a little antidote but so far it seems like Polly d based on the two episodes we've watched is like the most mature person maybe on this show so it's not surprising that he's the oldest um on the other hand, it seems like Mike, the situation, is the most immature, so it's surprising that he's the second oldest. Him or Snooky? Yeah. Yeah, and uh, Polly was actually, at the time of the filming, he was already like a, not like a widely known DJ, but he was a DJ that was, uh, like, he had to, like, he had to find someone to sub in for him at his DJ gig while he was while they were filming the show. So he was... He's a working DJ. Yeah, he was a working DJ. Yeah. Which I think kind of makes sense when you... Because he's the most responsible one. I mean, he's been working. He's got a successful career, at least somewhat. Although he did have a quote in the first episode where he said, "Um, I don't want to have to work. I'm a DJ, which I thought was very funny. (laughs) There's a a couple quotes like that in this show by... from. seems like almost everyone's got a comment like that. Uh, But it's funny because, like... He does seem the most mature, but he's also just been the least involved in everything that's happened yeah. so far. Like, I feel other than like episode two, we'll get into it. Most of the situations, he's just like hanging out in the hot tub while everyone else is freaking out. Yeah, he likes yeah. to stay on the sidelines a little bit. Good for him. Do we want to do first impressions of each uh, each of the people? Do Do we want to do like first impressions, or do we want to do like who's your favorite, who's your least favorite? Um, let's do first impressions and then we can end with favorites. Okay. Yeah, that's a good idea. Okay. Um, do you want to list the, the names one more time? And we'll just do one at a time. Yeah. Okay. So first impressions of everybody. Um, I mean, obviously it's not a first impression for me, but since this is, uh, you guys' first time watching the show, um, let's, let's start with, uh, let's start with Vinny, uh, our, our, our mama's boy, Vinny. Uh, since we're talking first impressions, I have a note about him just from the intros yeah. in my notes, which is wild. It, it's impossible to know because they bleeped it out, but uh, Vinny may have gotten a bleeped out F slur in the first five minutes. Oh, wow. I was trying to figure out, I, I watched that a couple times, I was trying to figure out if that was an F word or an R word, but later they don't bleep out the R word, so... So it must have been an F slur, or they it's or it's just inconsistent. I don't know. It is MTV, but like you'd think that from what I understand about television networks, their standard and practice te- teams are usually pretty hard asses. Yeah. So if they have a team blurring that, beeping sure. that, it's for a reason. Sure. Like I know, like South enough that South Park made a whole deal about it when they could finally say shit without getting bleeped. <laughs> like there's a whole episode about it. Um. 
So I feel like it's not inconsistent. I really, I don't really like the guy anyway. But I did, I did think that like basically the first thing he says is like, I don't know what's up with all these guys with tans and like big hair. Yeah, all a bunch of bleep bleep. Yeah, I mean a little bit of casual homophobia from Vinny Guadagnino in age twenty one in two thousand nine. Yeah, is not particularly not surprising. surprising. Yeah. No, I just I just thought it was remarkable <laughs> that it's just like our first introduction to the man. Yeah, almost immediately. Also, his mom cutting the turkey. You know, you really get the sense that that Vinny is a baby. That's actually uh, really the only note I have on Vinny is that he loves his mom, and he said he's been waiting twenty one years for this moment. So yeah, and oh, I I think further emphasizing the the babiness of Vinny is him staying home from work because he has pink eye, which I I actually view a little bit differently in the year 2023 than I did when I first watched through the show. You know, I thought he was, you know, who who stays home from work because you've got pink eye? But that, my first watch through of the show was definitely pre-global pan- pandemic. And uh, I, I do support his decision not to go to work with pink eye, although... I maybe don't as much support his decision to go to the club with Pink Eye. Yeah, yeah that kind of shows where his priorities are. <laughs> All right, who we got next? Okay, let's uh, let's go to Sammy Sweetheart. Sammy Sweetheart. Um, she said there's a reason why they call me Sweetheart, and that's because she was the only one to uh, to tell Snooky that she shouldn't leave after the first episode. She was very kind to Snooky. Uh, we'll, we'll get into that when we do the episode recap. I, I feel like I have generally a pretty good impression of Sammy. She seems she seems sweet. I don't know why she's hanging around Mike so much because, I mean, we'll get into it, but I don't like Mike. See, Sammy, she's a little bit older than Snooky, right? She's the one who's uh, like 24, right? No, Sa- Sammy is also 21 at the time of filming. Okay, because, yeah, she definitely had like an older sister vibe there, so I was curious. Mm-hmm about their ages because i know they weren't all the same age this isn't like real world some of them this is like probably the first time ever being in a house without adult supervision it seems like mm, that's oh, yeah. true. so i can excuse like some of their behavior more than others definitely any other thoughts uh that's all i that's all i have i i generally like sammy pretty well she's one of my f- i've got like people on this show that i like and people that i don't like right out the gate and she's on my like list right now yeah sammy definitely seems like somebody i'd hang out with somebody i yeah would be friends with uh okay let's go to ronnie what do you what do we think of ronnie so far i've noticed you're saving one person for last it looks like i I am i so like right as of right now and i reserve the right to change my mind later but right now i like ronnie a lot he's i wrote down um what i wrote down was he seems to uh have some kind of shitty kind of a shitty attitude towards women there's some misogyny um, but what he lacks in manners, he makes up for in muscles oh, and, yeah. and he never wears a shirt. He doesn't even wear a shirt to work. And I, uh, I respect that. Well, and you're working on a beach. I feel like that's one of like five jobs or job locations where you don't have to wear a shirt and no one will question it. Although I will this say it's true. ironic that he doesn't wear a shirt to go to his job at a church store. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. <laughs> They sell panties too. That's true. He's not wearing those either, as far <laughs> as we can tell. Um, 
I have one note about Ronnie, and it's from his self-description, and I really love it. It's just like, I think it's kind of sad. Ronnie says that he doesn't even know what love is. Mm, Damn. And that kind of bummed me out. But that's a note you'll see in all of their intros, is that they all, in coded language or uncoded language, are basically saying they're there that summer to fuck. Um, Yes. Yeah. So. And it it leaves the door open for a lot of character development. Yeah. On on Ronnie's side. Absolutely. Um, I will say, you know, in my personal opinion of the guys, Ronnie's the hottest. Um, I agree. And he's definitely the most charismatic as well. In, in my also opinion, agree. Um, he's got a he's he's got a very charming laugh. I don't know if we we've if we've heard the true Ronnie laugh yet on the on the show, but it's it it touches me softly on the heart. He's also one of very few men I've ever seen be able to pull off a fedora. Oh yeah, he just casually wears the fedora in 2009 like like it's nothing. Like it's nobody's business. I, I do have to say though, and this is to his credit, it's not a full fedora. It do, mm. it is kind of that like wickery looking like woven beach style fedora. We got a fedora expert. <laughs> no, I'm just saying like he's wearing like the Cuban your dad's going down for a weekend at like a Mexico resort kind of fedora <laughs> and not a milady I'm pairing this with a red vest kind of fedora. Sure. Yeah. He's got he's got like I yeah, I'm probably going to smoke some cigars and drink rum this weekend kind of hat not. Yeah, very much so. Yeah. That's a hat that goes with a cigar. You're you're not wrong there. Um yeah, uh impressive muscles on uh really on impressive there. muscles. Um, the, the, I don't know why. He's the only one that has them. I think I mentioned it. The one thing that freaks me out is for some reason dudes who have those like muscles that are only like right around the <laughs> neck. Like, to me, those are just weird. That's, like, I'm okay with it in, like, anime and, like, <laughs> um, Tom of Finland art. But otherwise, like, seeing those, like, I'm just like, dude, there's something wrong with your neck. It's like mm. you grew extra shoulders. He does have a Kurt Angle neck. Yes. Uh, a little bit. <laughs> uh, okay. Uh, let's go to Angelina, uh, who, uh, do we already do Angelina? No. No. Let's go to Angelina, who uh, I, I will have to say... I don't like Angelina. Why is that? Uh, okay, so part of the reason I don't like Angelina it doesn't really have much to do with Angelina. Uh, one of my favorite Jersey Shore cast members is Dina, who doesn't show up until Angelina leaves. I think Angelina is really annoying, and Dina is really funny. Uh, and I wish that we just had Dina from the beginning. My only note, just because of the other shows we've covered, the first one of the first things we hear Angelina say is that she is the Kim Kardashian of Jersey. Yeah, Shore. I wrote that down too. <laughs> Iconic line, especially in two thousand nine. I think she says Kim Kardashian of Staten Island, right? Yeah, is maybe. Where, yeah, yeah. Um, I wrote that down, and that she has a boyfriend. And I don't have. I wish I had more. I don't have much else to say about Angelina yet. Um, I'm sure as the show goes on and as we watch more, uh, get to know these people more, I'll have more to say. But Yeah, it's interesting. You know, she's one of the two people that comes on the show that's in a relationship. Um, and it, it, it's interesting how that, um, how that affects her. Yeah. We can cut this if it's too early to discuss, but she's, Wow's the one who cheats on her boyfriend, kind of, not Angelina. Well, they both. I think they both. Yeah. Well, it's implied, I guess we don't, 
we'll we'll talk about it in a little bit, but I think Angelina maybe did, but she might have been like too drunk to know. This is the impression I got. We know yeah. she got drunk and danced with a dude at a club. Yeah. Which I'm not going to say that's blatant cheating. I feel like different yeah. couples have different lines there, but yeah. It's definitely not the behavior you would expect from someone in a monogamous relationship. No, but yeah. it's the behavior I would expect from a drunk person in their early 20s at a sure. club in Jersey Shore. Sure. So <laughs> That's fair. I, I, I don't know. I That's for their relationship to come to. We haven't gotten to that drama <laughs> yet. The phone calls haven't made it through. Yeah. Yeah. Excited to see... Uh... The relationship dynamic between Angelina and her boyfriend, who I don't even think we've gotten a name yet. I think I think she says her boyfriend's name is in the intro, but I didn't write it down, and it did, what didn't stick in my head. Yeah, because <laughs> he's on camera; they like kiss and stuff, oh, talk yeah. a little bit when he's leaving. But unmemorable. Unmemorable. Okay, and how about Mike? The situation. Sorrentino. Oh my god, I hate this guy so much. <laughs> this this guy is at the bottom of my list of sure. of, uh, of all these people. Uh, he's uh, I think we, we kind of briefly talked about it, but the word "fuck boy" wasn't really around in two thousand nine. <laughs> but if if it was, I feel like everyone would be using that to describe this guy. Definitely, really interesting because that's a weird tipping point, and I'm not going to go into a full discussion about it. I watched a video the other day, and they're talking about like the evolution of like masculinity and what it means and this era is kind of the real it's existence for a long time but it's the real awakening of like what they call like bro masculinity mm. yeah. where like not only are you not providing anything you don't have money you don't have skills you don't have anything like that to bring to a relationship you're also not um you're not um you know, giving anything for the relationship mm-hmm. either. It's like really the beginning of like fuck boy culture kind of. Yeah. Yeah. Mike uh, is truly the empty package. You open him up and there is just not much there. The only thing nice I can think to say about him, and this is reaching, but he's got nice abs. He's got nice abs. And that's all I can think to say. But then he's just like skinny otherwise. Like yeah. he's not he's nowhere he's no ronnie that's for sure yeah he's the guy who goes to the gym and like only runs and does curls literally Um. like he's got one goal (laughs) and it's abs and he does that well but that's all he's got yeah he's a he's a one-trick pony when it comes to that the situation is localized in his abdomen (laughs) He, he says so himself and uh he also um what was i gonna say yeah he 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 gave himself the nickname the situation which is a trait in a person that i do not trust yeah anyone who gives themselves a nickname especially a nickname like the situation yeah <laughs> yeah he just he very much gives the vibe that he's trying way too hard i uh, i will say i didn't really like any of them after their first like five minute introduction i'm just like all right at best, I had like middling feelings about them, but I will say he went from the the quickest from this guy might be all right out of the group to like I hate him the most. Yeah, very quickly. Like we'll get into it. But. Every every show needs a villain. Yeah. You know, I, th- I I we're only two episodes in, but so far it feels like he's the villain of this show. I I will say he's he's definitely the villain in the first act. Yeah. Oh, is that foreshadowing? Mm. <laughs> uh, okay and let's do jenny next jay wow okay hunter i know you just said you don't care for people that give themselves nicknames but i 
I love the nickname JWoww. I agree. It's very of its time. It's like, a hell of a lot better than the situation. Yeah, the I can situation, tell you that. First of all, too many syllables in the situation for a nickname. <laughs> but JWoww, it's simple. It's to the point. Yeah. I wonder why nobody ever calls him Sitch. Yeah. The Sitch. That would be way cooler. Yeah. It was 2009. It was a different time. That's what I mean. Even in 2009, that would have been way cooler. <laughs> <laughs> I like JWoww pretty well. Um, I think she's all right. Um, she uh, she says she's going to be a kid in a candy store at the Jersey Shore. Um, <laughs> I love her attitude. I mean, she's so she's so very unapologetically herself, which I love. Um, whereas, I, you know, I think Mike is also unapologetically himself, but he sucks. But Jenny yeah. is unapologetically herself, and she's, like, fun and bubbly. And I, I feel like Jenny, in many ways, is 2009 condensed in a human. <laughs> yeah. See, I kind of yeah. flipped. I kind of flipped on her because like during that little intro bit, I'm like, yeah, she, okay. There's a lot going on here. Mm-hmm. I don't even know if I disliked her, but it's just like, there's a lot happening here. <laughs> but that's the episodes go on. Yeah, she's all right. Yeah. I, I love at, at one point. Um, so in, in, at the end of the second episode, uh, Jenny is wearing, um, pants with like a huge chain on it which is super 2009 i love it uh and and while they're jenny and uh uh, polly are laying in bed together polly's like playing with the like seductively playing with the chain on her pants which is again just like so 2009 and i love it yeah the fashion choices on this show are very much a time capsule it's insane i don't even know what they're called but just like really takes me back when all the girls are wearing those shirts that are like kind of like dressy up to here and then they're just like kind of a hanging t-shirt yeah. below that with like a tie right up below the ble- the tie right below the breast mm-hmm. like that yeah. that's a very specifically late 2000s mm-hmm. kind of outfit yeah i feel like this is definitely something where like i feel like even if you never sat down and watched an episode of jersey shore or maybe even if you never saw it at all, which I think is pretty much impossible if you were a teenager in America when the show was airing. E- even if you never saw the show when it aired, you still it still feels familiar. It still feels oh, like yeah. you, you know, it feels like you've seen it before because it it really just condenses that era of, you know, we're talking... LMFAO. I mean, that part yeah. of the reason I love this show so much is because the intro song is LMFAO. I mean, I think in in so many ways it it personifies the frivolousness, the 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 flimsiness, uh, the the plasticity of um, two thousand nine. Yeah, and I know it's because they're all Italian. But I also have to say, like, it's very there. I love, like, the Scarface posters in their living room and, like, all the tap-out T-shirts, too. That's hard. <laughs> or at least that style, even if they aren't tap-out yeah. brand. Like, there's the those... Ca- Cadillac flag with the Italian... Or the Cadillac logo with the Italian flag in the middle. Iconic. Yeah. It's, it's very of its era. And, like, this is maybe... Came out maybe a year or two before I was, like, going out to clubs and stuff in college mm-hmm. and, like... I definitely could see, could imagine those people at the same club where I had to hear like Teriyaki Boys Tokyo Drift like three times in a row <laughs> paying like way too much for a shot of whiskey. Yeah. 
I mean, it makes it it the show really makes the club seem cool, which in reality, in my opinion, it's not that much fun. <laughs> oh yeah, I hate going to the club. Yeah, but on the show, it looks awesome, and I want to do it right now. Yeah, the club is really fun. I think for like up until you're about twenty three. And by the time you're 23, you're getting tired of it. Yeah. Like, I feel like that's the only age where you should still be excited about it, unless you live <laughs> in a city like L.A. or New York yeah. Yeah. or Miami, where there's, like, clubs with actually good music and stuff. Right. Yeah. I, the- I was a bit of a late bloomer, so I liked it up until I was about 25. But <laughs> but, 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 but point your point remains. Yeah, I'm, I'm talking from my specific journey, yeah. too. But like, I think for me, it mostly just, like, the real is it's the same reason I don't even like going to bars now, but like the first point of that was me being like, wow, I paid $8 for a single shot at this bar. Yeah. Where now I'm like, that beer was four fucking dollars. <laughs> I could pay double that and have a six pack at home, but that's just, I'm just old now. So yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, we're on uh, cast member number seven, DJ Polly D. I think I said it earlier, but he, he said uh, he doesn't want to have to work, which is why he became a DJ, <laughs> which was such a great, uh, such a great quote. Yeah. Um, he, uh, he has an unfathomable amount of hair gel. Oh, yeah. Um, other than that, so far, I like Polly D okay. He seems, he seems like a decent person, which is more than I can say for at least the men on this show. Him and Ronnie seem like... Like I said, we've only watched the first two episodes, but, um, or like you said, yeah. Uh, but he and Ronnie seem the most like level-headed, and they're just kind of there vibing mm-hmm. most of the time. Even more so than Ronnie, like when all the drama, whenever there's drama happening, it like you can just in your head already know he's going to cut to him sitting in the hot tub, just like nodding his head yeah. about whatever's going on. He's the grown up on this show, yeah. at least so far. I mean, mm-hmm. he's almost a decade older than some of these people. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I, I can't imagine that Polly D self identifies as a feminist or at least did in 2009, but he's, I do think he's, it's fair to say he's the least misogynistic on the show. And yeah. that's something I can appreciate in him. Even, I of the say, guys. Oh, I was of say, the guys, yeah. <laughs> even more than some of the girls, though. From some of the things they get into in this episode, yeah. I'm sure we'll talk about it. But there is some unfortunate internalized misogyny going on. Um, I can't remember exactly. I think Angelina is probably the worst about it. I, I think she says something that I don't even want to repeat. But yeah, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to repeat it. Actually, <laughs> if it comes up later, I will. I will take that bullet. But. <laughs> I will take that sound bite and explain to people that I had to discuss Jersey Shore. It's okay. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah, Polly seems fine. I did note, uh, I thought this was important, his little intro. He says it takes him 30 minutes to do his hair every day. <laughs> wow. I, it looks like you know, it, it takes 30 minutes. It pays off. I mean, I, I, And I think at the time, it was something that was laughed about, you know, his hair. Um. But it's something that I admire, and and it's something that really defines Polly D. And like I, you know, I think we can all only dream of having such like a unique, significant, you know, symbol of yourself, which is the Polly D. Hair. 
And like whether you like his hair or not, you got to appreciate a person who takes time to take care of themselves. You know, like there's yeah. a lot of value in a man that yeah. cares himself. Uh, exactly. I that's the one thing is like weird and misogynist and maybe homophobic as these guys are they all seem like the kind of guys who groom themselves so i should give them that at least that yeah. little bit of credit yeah I, I i appreciate that about the the jersey shore guys i don't know if it'll come up but i could see this being the show where the men have an argument about who who's been using the bathroom too long while Polly's <laughs> doing his hair I, I think we can probably skip favorite and least favorite yeah because yeah. i feel like we kind of yeah, yeah, totally. We kind of did do that already. Uh, we have one cast member left, though, don't we? Oh. Oh, do we ever. <laughs> and uh, as as John pointed out, I did save the best for last. Lest we forget, Nicole Snooky Palazzi. I don't... <laughs> so, Lest we forget, Snooky. So I, I was telling Daisy and Hunter before we started recording, like... I can see why I can see right out the gate, like from the from the early moments of her being on the show, I can see why Snooky was the breakout star of this show. I feel like in the same way that like basketball has Michael Jordan, skateboarding has Tony Hawk. I, I don't know. I can't think of other examples. Golf has Tiger Woods, I guess. But it, reality TV has Snooky. She she's the goat of this shit. As far as I'm concerned, I can see hints of that. I don't think she's been fully untethered yet. Oh, absolutely not. We we have not even gotten close to peak Snooky. Because, like, as you said, if you were around at that time of a teenager older, there was no escaping this show. Right. And it was really not even escaping the show. It was really just not escaping Snooky. Like, Snooky was who SNL was doing jokes about. Oh, yeah. Or who South Park was parroting. Like, it was always specifically her that was brought up. She was on WrestleMania. <laughs> That's sick. <laughs> if we're being honest, the Kim Kardashian of this show... Is not Angelina. Oh, it's no. Snooky. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, Angelina is a uh, uh, Chloe at best. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Snooky, Snooky's great. I honestly like as much as she seems like she would be a lot. I feel like I would hang with her. Absolutely. See, Snooky is. I I this is thought I had watching the show of most of them, but pretty much all of them, but Snooky. All of them give the vibe as your friend, male or female, brings to a party someone they've been hooking up with who, like, it's a little too normal to fit the vibe. They all feel like that guy who's, like, kind of bro and shows up to the rock show because one of your friends is banging him. <laughs> or, like, the girl, the guy who plays drums in a band's girlfriend comes by and she's, like, wearing a nice top and pants and, like, there's a <laughs> drunk guy peeing on a wall next to her. Like, they all have that kind of, like normal college age kind of person. Snooky feels like she would probably find a way to have fun at that house show though. Yeah. 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 Like Snooky'd be like, Oh, you guys are drinking. Okay. Uh-huh. Like, I mean, that's literally what she does. As, as soon as she gets to the house, she's like, all right, the party's here. And she just starts throwing back shots. Yeah. She, yeah. She's definitely, yeah. Out of all of them, the one that I would want to hang out with the most. I, I love Snooky. Um, but yeah, like I said, we haven't really seen her get, fully unleashed yet so i'm excited if i think we'll take a vote at the end episode to see if we want to keep watching this but if we do i think her arc is what i'm most excited to Mm -hmm. see yeah because she definitely feels the most uh for lack of a term fresh out the womb like we talked about how some of them are young but like 
and we're making fun of Vinny for that, but like she calls her parents like daily, multiple yeah. times a day, kind of young, like. And she's speaking of her parents. It seems like she has a very supportive, oh and yeah, kind family. Yeah, yeah like were, she's got a good, uh, she's got a good uh, support system. Yeah, I definitely, I Snooky's family, I, I, and I. This is where I'm going to say that I I may at some point mix up uh, Jersey Shore and Geordie Shore, which is uh, a UK spinoff of Jersey Shore that I watched, I think, like 15 seasons of before um, the person whose Paramount Plus account I was using stopped paying for it. <laughs> um, but it's I, I'm just going to I'm going to I'm going to say it. I recommend it. I love Geordie Shore, um, but there are certain things about the shows that overlap. I mean, intentionally and unintentionally. Is uh, Snooki on it? Snooki is not. The, the, uh, none of the original cast, none of the Jersey Shore cast is on Geordie Shore, but you can definitely tell, especially in the beginning of Geordie Shore, you can tell that they were trying to replicate that cast. You can see who's who. Like, there's a Ronnie, there's a Snooki. Yeah, they, they had the formula and they went for it. I'm surprised it's UK. By that name, I would have guessed Australian, but I know they share a lot of slang. Yeah. It's, Jordy refers to like a person from Newcastle, England. So, oh, Because gotcha. I know Australians ha- use the term Jordy too, but I think it means something oh, interesting. different there. Interesting. Uh, there's a reporter slash YouTube comedian, because that's the world we live in now, um, who goes by the name Friendly Jordy's who is now in like one of the most controversial. Um, someone tried to blow his house up because he was reporting <gasps> on government. Um, wow. Government. Um, That's intense. What's the word? Uh, when you're taking money illegally. Embezzlement? Um, yeah. Mm. Well, some basically government, like he was reporting on like government conspiracy mm-hmm. and corruption. That's it. He was mm. reporting a government sure. corruption case and people think, that's why his house is firebombed. Uh, but yeah, that's crazy. So that is awesome. Really good channel. Check out Friendly Geordies. But also that is an Australian term, and I don't know the difference. Interesting. So. That's also interesting because they go to Australia like a lot in Geordie Shore. Hmm. I, I don't. Well, it's not in England, but I was about to say I almost feel like Australia is just all of Florida for the UK. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely a lot closer for them than it is for us. Should we, uh, what do y'all want to do next? Get into the episodes or? Yeah, we can get into the first episode. I know I talked about it a little bit, but it does, we kind of covered it already, but it starts with just like short little montage, maybe a minute, 30 seconds of each of the cast members. Uh, you see some snippets of their, where they live, their day-to-day life, their family, and they give themselves a, a real cool introduction before they make it to the house. Yep. Um, I think, yeah, that's pretty much, uh, all it is. It's um that i have in my notes but then it starts with them arriving at the house and getting uh you know they get to pick who they bunk with that's the first real drama of the show i think yeah i think it's the situation who's like bunking with a chick would be tight as soon as as soon as sammy gets there yeah it's uh, there's two guys it feels creepy Polly d's the other one it's mike and Polly, and they're like trying to decide who to bed with and like, well, we'll take different rooms and then maybe I can bunk with a chick. I think they decide to bunk together, but then, but then as soon as Sammy gets there, they're like, Sammy, come, come with us. Come pick where you sleep. Yeah. And then is it, um, 
who was it? Is it is it Mike who's like, well, I'll move my bags if another girl comes, but otherwise I'm staying where I'm at or something like that. I think so. Yeah. Yeah, and then Vinny puts his bag in the double room, but then moves it, which I feel like I I I cannot imagine the trajectory of the show if Vinny had not had his own room because I feel like that really shapes like the rest of the show because Vinny is kind of like on his own or not, not on his own but he he definitely he's a bit of a loner compared yeah, to the rest of them yeah yeah I feel like he's the least of the stereotype the rest of them are living up definitely. to like he yeah, he is like Italian and he's definitely very broy, but like he's not he doesn't have like a super big tan or the big hair or any of that kind of stuff. He's the mostly softest. mostly I agree except for the fact that he never takes his sunglasses off. That's right. fair. That is that is a that is very that's a just kind of a bro trait. I feel like hiding behind yeah. sunglasses. Which ironic that the guy that never takes his sunglasses off got pink eye. I mean, you would think that the <laughs> yeah. sunglasses would that's shield a good him point. from such an infection. <clears throat> Yeah. Uh, I do have a quote really early on while they're picking rooms and like talking to each other. Uh, Ronnie specifically says, and he says this a couple times in the episodes, that he's ready to get creepy and weird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wrote that down too. <clears throat> I will say, like, when they when they say creepy on the show, they don't really mean it in the same sense that we would mean it nowadays or you know even back then i don't know um but it is a weird choice of word i yeah. i don't know i feel like around that time when when like guys were being weird girls would be like this guy's being a creeper mm-hmm. i feel like maybe he's playing into that stereotype like mm-hmm. i you know i'm out i'm not in my hometown i'm in a weird place i'm ready to get a little creepy <laughs> like i I'm, I'm ready i'm ready to not let a strange woman get away from me very quick which not cool, but that is kind of have some of these guys' vibes sometimes. Yeah. Um, I also want to note that he has another really bad, and you can edit this out if you want, but they, they finally all meet. They're hanging out in the kitchen, making lunch and talking, and they're like, don't bring a bunch of sluts back home to the boys. And Ronnie immediately like points, I think it's at Sammy, and just goes, well, you girls don't bring any wanksters to the house. I don't even okay. I don't even know what that means. I have to look up wangster. Yeah. So it, it, I believe I could be wrong, but I believe it means Asian gangster. Could because what? the very common last name Wang. I, so it's an. I believe it's like an Asian gangster stereotype from that era, like the guys who like would race like Japanese import cars and stuff. I could be wrong. Uh, some middle to upper class kid who emulates the gang culture lifestyle i think it's just like a a, a wangsters a wannabe wannabe gangster that's wannabe what it gangster. is oh okay gotcha usually white boys named sean c <laughs> that's very specific <laughs> see that's when I'd, I'd i've also heard used in a less fun context but like good for him that's not as bad we should just have like an urban dictionary podcast <laughs> i mean the that's kind of what this is becoming. Yeah, whenever, <laughs> this I'm episode, sure we're going to reference Asian. Or, I'm sure we're going to reference uh, Urban Dictionary a lot more for these weird terms they keep throwing around. Yeah, it's also I think it's funny you go on Urban Dictionary and some of these words will have like five definitions. Oh yeah, it, that's the thing about Urban Dictionary. People uh, 
People take a lot of liberties. I, I know. Dictionary. I, I love when you look up a word and like the description will just be like, "Oh, don't be a quijibo. A what?" And then it'll quijibo, a shitty person. Use it in a sentence. My buddy Timmy Jacobs is a quijibo, <laughs> and it's like obviously someone just like added their friend's name to Literally, the dictionary yeah. definition. Like, gotcha, bitch. <laughs> but it just stays there forever. It's not like mm. Wikipedia where it's funny for like an hour and then someone fixes it it's just uh, yeah these are forever. from like 2005 and they're still there um jwow gets there and Vinny makes fun of her for not using her real name which like i said i love the nickname jwow but it is kind of weird to introduce yourself as jwow <laughs> so um snooki arrives we talked about that i do love and this was not this was not this is a um, was not meant as a mic pun, but I do like that they all immediately get into situationships with each other within a day. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they're all just immediately like, I think I like her. Yeah. Like weird shit. Mike and the, unironically, the situation in particular. It's Mike and Sammy, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel free to jump in if there's anything I'm skipping over, but it, I think the, the, the big drama comes when, uh, um, the situation and I think a couple other guys bring a couple girls up or a couple women up to uh, get in the hot tub. That is later in the episode. That's one of the big moments. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I have this on my notes and maybe it seemed like it happened really quick, but I remember like Angelina like crying a little bit about Wow like hooking up with Mike. Now we don't know if that just mean they made out or what. Yeah, they use the term hooking up pretty loosely on this show. Yeah. I had always considered hooking up like, oh, they banged. But on this, yeah. it seems to be like, oh, they were making out after a couple drinks. They'll be like, oh, they were hooking up. So Yeah, and I think they even kind of address that weirdness of like, because like Sammy is like, no, we didn't hook up, but Mike keeps saying we hooked up. And it's I think it's just like a this... Uh, misinterpretation or dif- different interpretation of the, the yeah time. yeah because she also is later like yeah but you know I just kissed him a little kind of thing and then kisses Ronnie but um no I I do think that is just very loose in there um so I thought that was interesting I also have to say while that is happening though Snooky is just kind of wandering the house while they're out before the girls come back they all decide to go on a walk. After Snooky gets too drunk in the hot tub. Yeah, and but, falls asleep. Oh, can we talk about Snooky in the hot tub? I love this so much. Uh, like, this is very much like an era of MTV. She gets in her underwear, and she gets in the hot tub, and she's wearing a thong, and they blur, like, her butt in the thong. And I feel like that is just so 2009 again, because oh, yeah. modern MTV would absolutely just show Snooky's ass. Yeah, not only that, but I thought it was interesting. Well, she's not in a thong. I think it's Wow says it. One of the girls is like, uh, she's in the hot tub in her underwear. She should at least wear a thong and be a little classy. No, she said she should at least wear a thong bathing suit and not just oh. not just underwear texture thong. Where it's it, it, it's a really weird thing, but they're they're upset that she's wearing a bra and underwear and not a swimsuit the same thing in different clothing texture. right yeah that's yeah that that to me doesn't make a difference but i did i did in general just want to point that out. i thought that was a weird scene yeah i mean i think that's again like very of its time like very much like purity culture kind of thing of like oh like it's you know 
I'm not the type of girl that would wear my underwear in the hot tub. I would only wear a swimsuit. Like, yeah. it's, I feel like it's more it goes of this back, internalized misogyny. I was just about to say, it goes back to that internalized misogyny we were talking about. Um, but so Snooki gets too drunk, falls asleep. The rest of them decide to go for a walk on the boardwalk. Before That's before they bring the girls back. But yeah. I do want to point out there, um, Snooki wakes up. And just has a nightmare situation with a duck-shaped phone. Oh, my God. I probably, love the duck phone. It's, yeah. uh, that's in my notes. That's probably my favorite moment in the series so far is the duck phone that even I can't figure out why it's just randomly quacking at her. And also uh, that her dad hangs up on her like three times. And he's like, who is this? And she goes, it's Nicole. And he goes, no, it isn't. And you just hear it hang up. I think it's the middle of the night. Like It's like 2 or 3 a.m. at this point. And he just oh. doesn't want to deal with his yeah. drunk daughter. Someone's boyfriend calls the duck phone too. Is that Wow's boyfriend? Yeah. 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 And she just kind of sets the duck phone down and doesn't. And just really, wanders and off. And just wanders off. Yeah. That's what makes me question the duck phone though. Cause she answered the phone and is like, all right, let me go. Who are you looking for? I'll go look. Knowing there's nobody else in the house that she can find already. <laughs> and then just sets the phone down and wanders off for an unmeasured amount of time. And when she sets it down, not in the cradle like a phone, but just on the table, it just starts quacking. Well, I think what's going on, I think the hook for the phone is not in the cradle. It's on the bottom of the duck. So if you set the duck down on the table, it still hangs it up. It closes the hook and hangs oh. up. That makes sense. So she and when it hangs up, it makes a duck noise. So she keeps hanging up, making duck noises and then like picking up static. Yeah. What's going on? Yeah. Okay. It's a weird phone. I love the duck phone. I want a duck phone so bad. <laughs> I would watch an entire series where just random people were put in a room with the duck phone and had to figure <laughs> that thing out. Yeah. At least from what I've seen of it so far. Favorite low-key character. Yeah, yeah, that's a character we didn't talk about, the duck phone. The, duck yeah. phone. <laughs> the ninth jo- Jersey Shore cast member, yeah. the duck phone. Uh, let's see. Yeah, I might have said, seems like everyone hates Snooki already. Um, they go out. Uh, they come back that night. With I think duck. everyone hates Snooki, but they don't hate Snooki as much as Snooki thinks everyone hates Snooki. This is true. And I also feel like the... the Snooki being the outcast underdog in the first episode really sets the stage for like, you know, everyone has been in that situation mm-hmm. where they are around all these new people. They feel like nobody likes them. It's so relatable. It's relatable as hell, yeah. And I think that's what makes Snooki such a compelling character. That's fair. I would also add um, that it also just like, she doesn't really seem that vibe, but the other three girls do have just kind of that 2000s like bitchy preppy girl vibe you know what i mean like what like what's the movie everybody loves mean Uh, girls mean girls like they have george kind of thing they kind of have a little bit of that mean girls like i'm the bully girl from a tv show of that era kind of vibe yeah where like they immediately are all just like talking shit about snooki and then each other later on but it's very much that caddy like oh you're over there i'm talking shit about you 30 minutes later oh we all love you yeah yeah, I, I agree. Except I don't think Sammy does that as much. Um, but yeah, there there is. She's a little bit bitchy in the beginning, though. Like, I mean, she says like, oh, like sh- she's pretty like a little bit mean to Snooki because she's like, oh, I don't want I don't want your puke breath or whatever. Oh, that's right. It kind of comes full circle, though, because isn't she the one that consoles Snooki later on? She is. Yeah, yeah, I think she has a change of heart. Anything else before we get to the hot tub? 
No, I think we're good for that. Oh, I did have one thing. No, I think that was the next day. Go ahead. Um, okay, so they get we get they get in the hot tub. We talked about Snooky getting in the hot tub with them, but then the guys kind of like holler at these women that are just kind of walking by. It seemed kind of weird to me that that those women were willing to just come into the house with these strangers. Like that would kind of freak me out a little bit. It but definitely felt like a plant. It had to be because. Yeah. How else? I mean, that that feels like it'd be a kind of a dangerous situation if you don't, no pun intended, if you don't know those uh, people, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be really curious to know, like... Well, it's, it's interesting, though, because it never shows, you're right, it never shows how they meet or anything. And there's a big controversy because Ronnie the whole time is trying to be like, hey, like, we shouldn't bring girls back. There's, like, other yeah. girls here that's disrespectful. We don't know them yet. Yeah. But but it feels like the the way they come over is it's just these guys like shouting shouting at them from the balcony, um, or I don't know if it's a balcony, the roof or whatever, and and the the women are like, okay, sure, we'll come up. Um, now they do seem pretty drunk. Uh, that's true. Which you know has its own issues and implications yeah. there. But I mean, they're all drinking. It's a TV show. I also don't want to give MTV too much credit, but we can't make accusations or anything. We don't know the situation. It feels to me like it was planted. Yeah. Yeah, you're probably right. Like, But they, they bring them up, and they, they get in the hot tub together. Um, and basically, so for context, I don't know if we talked about it yet, but Mike, the situation, has kind of been flirty with Sammy this whole time, and they were even like holding hands the day before and stuff like that. And now he's getting in a hot tub like... Do they, does he make out with the the women? I can't remember. I, it's, it, it sounds like he does like at least kiss someone in the yeah. hot tub. I don't know. It, that's another scene that's like weird. You know, I'm not here to judge people. It almost seems like the girls are like taking turns kissing them. Like they're almost. It almost looks yeah. like they're going in a circle, and then they're like, "Oh, it's your turn, Mike." And he's like, "I don't know. Sammy's right there." See, like, Sammy yeah. is, or Mike cannot stop looking at. Sammy, and again, this is probably editing. They probably put every single shot of him looking back at her, but he's definitely, he's checking in on Sammy, but he's not he's not picking up on what he should be. It's almost like he's looking at her to like ask for permission a little bit, mm-hmm. if he can do anything in this, in this hot tub. Um, yeah, he's trying to gauge whether it's like a bad idea for him to be doing what he's doing, and he, he misreads that completely. Completely, yeah. Um, cause I think Sammy even says like, it's okay, do whatever you want. But like he misses the subtext, which is like, don't do that. Mike. Yeah, the, the subtext there is like, you can either want to spend time with me or them. And yeah, absolutely. Goes, okay. I'm going to bang a stranger. Yeah. Yeah. Which like, and, and then he gets mad that she goes and hooks up with Ronnie. Like, yeah, it's such a double standard. He, he's an idiot. <clears throat> I, I I double standard yes. I will also say that I almost wouldn't classify these people as smart enough to even yeah. be held to that level. They're both just kind of they're both just kind of being shitty to each other. Yeah, I mean, regardless, it's it doesn't make sense whether it's a double standard or not. It's it's not a wise move if you like someone to just go and hook up with someone else in front of them. Right. Yeah. Um. So the 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 women come back over. Later, I, I don't know if they leave and come back or what, but uh, the the women who are living in the house like basically yell at them and tell them to go away. And Snooky overhears it and thinks they're talking about her, mm. which is very, very sad. Which is 
it's sad, but it's like such a classic like sitcom trope. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I was joking. It sounds Shrek. like yeah, it sounds yeah, like yeah, it, it literally happened. happened on Shrek. Yeah, it sounds like something that would happen in an episode of like Everyone Loves Raymond, where like Raymond's complaining about one of his annoying coworkers, and his mom hears it and thinks she's talking about him, mm-hmm. and it's like, well, Robert's my favorite son now. <laughs> yeah, that's like that's a setup <laughs> to an episode of a show like that. Deborah, <laughs> Deborah. Um, yeah, and that kind of sets up where this episode leaves off because Snooky decides she's going to pack up and leave because she overhears them say uh, some awful things about those other women, and she's like, oh, my God, they're talking about me. Um, and I guess I can understand why she came to that conclusion given kind of how she felt. like She kind of wasn't the most welcomed person from the get-go, so I can see why she jumped to that conclusion. As I noticed, she's noted, uh, she's also one of the youngest, and she she's the one that feels the youngest. Um, yeah, definitely. Like, she definitely f- does feel a little um, outsidery in this group. Like, she doesn't see, two episodes in, but she doesn't really seem to engage in the drama the same way everyone else does. She mm-hmm. doesn't really seem to go out clubbing with them. Like, she's kind of just vibing in her lane the whole time, and it's kind of weird. Yeah. But part of that might be, because of something that I'll talk about in the last episode, or in the not in the end the of second. this episode that got cut out, this episode oh. of our show, this I think, episode, but at the end I'll talk about it. Oh, okay, gotcha. There's some cut content from these first two Ooh. episodes for legal reasons. Should we get into episode two? Yeah, I do want to say one thing. Uh, I think Sammy makes probably the most coherent point uh, of the entire of the two episodes that anyone makes, which is that um, it is actually pretty weird that uh Polly D is uh trying to like hook up with these um twenty year old girls who are the people that they see yeah. walking. Yeah, that that's revealed later on. Um I think that that's they, that's like the end of the episode kind of that it reveals that the girls that they invite up are all at twenty. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think that's one of the things that did age well from this show is surprisingly surprisingly, weird. yeah, because it feels like in two thousand nine that was some people thought that was kind of a normal thing. And yeah, yeah. Uh, I guess it's weird though, it, because Polly specifically makes it weird. But the, ep- the episode makes it weird that all of them are doing it. Um, that's also another question to MTV because like I said, those girls seem like they were drunk, but they also, then you find out they're like 20. So that's a little weird. Yeah. Um, that, which is not something I really put together until now. Cause the two moments were separated, but yeah, so that's a little weird. Yeah, there might be some, like you said, we can't really make any accusations because we don't know for sure. But it feels like MTV might have been kind of, and the whole thing, slimy. Fe- the whole thing felt like a plant. And that yeah. that happens in the second episode too. The oh, next yeah. time they when they leave the club and run into, magically run into three hot girls on the street. Oh yeah, yeah. Some there are moments where it seems like a producer paid three girls to be like, "Hey, go talk to those guys. Yeah. We'll give you like you'll be on MTV and you'll get two thousand bucks each." Yeah, I mean, they seem so eager. I, well, and, you know, I don't know. Maybe they saw a camera and they're yeah. like, hey, do you want, hey, you girls are cute. You want to be on our TV show? Yeah. But I do have one last thing about the first episode. Two, actually. One, I think Polly D says the least Italian thing I've ever heard in my life, which is Wait, girls get- cook, men eat. Oh, yeah. Which I, I will say of all my Italian friends, the one thing that they're all proud of is their ability to cook Italian food. Like, the amount of friends I've had been, like, who, like, eat McDonald's every meal, and they're like, 
wait, you got to try my carbonara though. And then they'll spend like three hours cooking. Like that's a, that's a good point. There was another least Italian moment that, uh, my girlfriend actually pointed out as we were watching this together, which is, um, they didn't know how to use olive oil. No, they, they mentioned that at some point in the house. And, and my girlfriend Fiona was like, how is this house full of Italians? Nobody knows how to use olive oil. Um, and then the other one that I thought was really weird, um, and this goes along with what you're saying, actually, about blurring Snooky's ass. It's really weird to watch a show and hear this many bleeped swear words. I, I'm so oh, disconnected yeah. from it now that like, and even old shows now that are getting re-released, they're getting released without the those uh, edits. A lot oh, of really? Well, some of this show, well, I'll, it depends on how the show was curated. Yeah. Because it's very clear, like we watched this, I think on Hulu, and it looks like it's on a CRT in 2000. Other than the aspect ratio, which we were talking about, yeah. But it look—it doesn't look good. It doesn't look like they went back to like film negatives and remastered it or anything. Right, right. And I even—I I noticed this because I watched it on my TV, which is like a sixty-five-inch four K TV. I watched the first episode on that, and then we watched it on Hunter's TV, which is not quite as big. And I don't—you I, know—I don't know. I think it's a ten eighty p. It's an old one, but it's—it's it's, yeah, it's not as like new of a TV and. It looked so much better on Hunter's TV because it it's it's one of those things where like if you play a video or if you play like Super Nintendo on like a 4K TV, it's going to look terrible. But if you play it on a CRT, it's like it looks good. Yeah, I think. Well, I'm not going to nerd out and talk about motion smoothing and stuff. But yeah, it definitely does not look good even in the new ones. And it's clear that like. I wonder if they... I don't think they expected this show to be the success it was. I mean, the show was huge, but, like, it definitely feels like it was edited, and then they threw out all the... Yeah. I, I don't think that there's hours and hours and hours of Jersey Shore footage sitting on a, a, a hard drive somewhere. I, I think it's gone. Yeah, like, if you're lucky, you can track down that season one DVD, and it's probably got, like, 15, 20 minutes of outtakes. Mm-hmm. Because this was, that would be interesting. Maybe if we if we continue doing the show and I can get it cheap, I might check out to see the deleted scenes and stuff. <laughs> because this is of the era of the uh, physical release that actually has cool extra yeah. content on yeah. it. I bet it's dirt cheap on like, if you buy it used on Amazon or something like that. I'll hit up eBay. I'll do oh, it for there you. you. Go. <laughs> I'll write it off on my taxes. Um, yeah, I think that's my only notes though. Yeah. Should we get into episode two? Yeah, let's do it. Um, we start off like kind of where the last episode ended with uh, Snooky still planning to leave out uh, to to move out. Um, but then she has a conversation with Sammy and decides to stay. Yeah, well, I think we've talked about it a couple times, but it is like it feels like the most genuine moment so far on the show of them like having a conversation yeah. and being like, "Hey, we don't hate you. I'm sorry if we've been a little weird. Like, we like you." Um, I did like that. That did that. That was one of the few moments that like felt human so far. Yeah. Even like all the weird like drama between Mike and Sammy and stuff. I wouldn't. I'm not saying that it's like weird. I mean, that's just how young people act sometimes. But it definitely felt like a little disingenuous. Whereas that was like a real like pure moment of yeah. them talking. I feel like. Yeah. Like there was no editing tricks going on. Like there's no camera stings and like pan from his eyes to her being like, Ooh, 
ooh, it's like a real moment of them talking. And so far, there aren't a whole lot of like super genuine moments, so it felt really nice. Yeah. Um, so obviously it changes later, but um, the situation makes eggs for Sammy, which seems to repair things at least temporarily because they were kind of like not on good terms towards the end of the last episode. Um, but all he does is make eggs for her, and she's like, he made eggs for me, and I think that's really sweet. I love the flip-flop because I, I feel like the episode ends very much with like things not being on good terms, and she's like, aw. <laughs> right. I, I, I feel like maybe I'm wrong. I haven't seen it. My guess, my guess is we're, it's setting the two of them up for a will-they-won't-they they for the, at least most part of this season. Um, I also want to note... Um, that right after that, we've actually met him in passing already, but after the uh, duck phone, the uh, second most important side character, which is their landlord and boss. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so we haven't really talked about this part of the show yet, but one of the big setups for the show is that they get to stay in this guy's house and film the TV show there, I believe, while their food and drinks and whatever they're doing is being covered by MTV. But the agreement is that they all have to take turns working six-hour shifts in this guy's beachfront t-shirt shop. And the t-shirts are trashy as hell. Yeah, there's some good ones in there. I wrote down a couple. There's one that says, I'm no gynecologist, but I'll take a look. Um, there's You pointed out the MILF Hunter one. Yeah. It's like the type of shirts that would be at like Spencer's Gifts in 2009. Very much so. Um, yeah. I was actually at Spencer's Gifts recently, and they don't, they don't. They still have some of that kind of stuff, but it's definitely not as trashy as it they, was back then. They still have the corner of like really low quality sex toys that most of them are inflatable. That have and like then, the weed sign on them. Or yeah, whatever. yeah, and then you can still get your like weed pocket pussy. And yeah. then like they they still have really trashy baseball like flat caps. Oh yeah, I've noticed that they always have like one rack of t-shirts that. Or not t-shirts, one like spinning rack of hats that just say the most vile thing you could think yeah. of on them. But then the rest of the shows, or the rest of the stores, like nerd shit and like Rick and Morty fan tier stuff. Yeah, I'll be honest, I spend money at Spencer's like once or twice a year. I'm just gonna be real. I, that's okay. I spent money there uh, a week ago. So <laughs> they have fun candy too. And the, the thing about Spencer's. They have a lot of the same things as Hot Topic, but it's a much less, it's actually a much less uncomfortable experience being in Spencer's than it is in Hot Topic at this point in time. I will also say, like, I think Hot Topic is weird because it is constantly changing who the store is from. Like, I know I've talked about this a couple people, but like, when I went in there, it was all like new metal and like you could get like a Children of Bodom t shirt and like weird yeah. and like all the dudes and who ran the stores had like tons of facial piercings and were like, you're buying that shirt kind of attitude. <laughs> and now you go in there and it's all like hip hop and like pop and anime stuff. And like a lot of anime. Um, it's, it's, lots, a, it's of, lots of those pop figures. Yeah. It's yeah. a really different vibe. Whereas Spencer's gifts has always been the store where you go to buy something stupid for your friend. You don't know very well, but mm. want to get a gift for mm. Yeah. Like that's where you go and be like, okay, I'm going to get my friend a necklace made out of dick-shaped candy. <laughs> and I feel like that is a vibe that will carry us yeah. as Americans through the generations. There will always be <laughs> someone whose bachelor party needs a vagina-shaped cooler. If And if, where do you go to get that besides Spencer's, Spencer's Gifts? <laughs> if I hadn't already gotten one of my friend's penis-shaped pasta, 
I, uh, that's who, that's what I would get for everyone all the time. It's just my diet. <laughs> <laughs> of Wednesday, it's penis pasta night. How are we doing on time? Uh, we're a little over an hour. Okay. Okay. Um, so yeah, they they sell those kind of trashy shirts at this at this store, which is, um, yeah, it's kind of a weird uh, setup with this show where like like you said that arrangement where they have to work at this guy's this random guy. We don't really know anything about him. I don't know if we learn more about him later, but this random guy they get to just stay at his house in exchange for selling shirts. Yeah, I mean to be fair, and I'm not gonna get into a discussion about whether or not the jersey shores kids labor was exploited but like (laughs) i feel like if i had an extra beach house and it's like all right i get what like six free employees for a summer i'd make that deal yeah but is he like is that really what his deal is or is he just like an mtv guy yeah i don't think there's any authenticity to that i think that guy's like a producer or something or at a minimum them working at the t-shirt shop is not paying the rent for that house. MTV is definitely paying the rent oh, for that house. MTV yeah. is paying everything, but I think it's a bonus for him that he can make them work and then also have a TV show shoot in his store as advertising. Yeah. And I, I would be curious how much time they actually spend working at the store beyond what is shot. I, I don't think that, like, I think every time they go into that store, there's cameras on them they stay there for an hour or two and then they're done. That but I be, don't know that for sure. That could be true. But at the same time, there's and that, that, that the only, my only reason I would lean away from that is a lot of the dramas about them covering each other's shifts and stuff. And if that isn't, they're not really actually even half-ass working there. That does make a lot of the drama we've seen so far made up completely. You're right. Cause there's the, there's the pink eye drama. And then there's, I think it's in this episode angelina is just like i don't want to work um much like polly's dj quote he actually took her quote here it is uh i don't this i feel like this job is beneath me i'm a bartender i do great things <laughs> so i feel i feel like they are like in survivor when they have to do challenges and stuff they know these guys are going to be hung over constantly and they're mm-hmm. making them go work a service job which yeah from experience of working a surface job service job is kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. Um, the, the next note I have is, uh, the situation starts to get real intimidated, uh, by Ronnie with regards to seeing him hang out with Sammy. And he starts going out of his way to bury, uh, bury Ronnie to Sammy, like talking all kinds of shit about him. Um, just more, more evidence that this guy sucks. He's such an idiot too. I mean, it's just, if he's playing a game, he's bad at it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like he just doesn't know how to make himself appealing. He just comes across as like insecure as hell. Very much so. Yeah, and I would also just add that like she's even giving him another shot, which is beyond what he probably deserves. Like they're talking and when he's talking all the shit about Ronnie, she's just like I don't know. I'm just playing a little hard because, like, I don't know what kind of guy he is yet. And it's like, he you, he showed you what kind of guy he was last night in a hot tub. Right. It's yeah. also, you guys have known each other for a day. Yeah. That's that that's one thing that I thought was wild. Like, it feels like there's so many plots that, like, would have taken place over, like, a season that just happened in, like, an episode or two. Very much, yeah. Yeah. 
Um, but well, they're also like early 20s and drunk for mm-hmm. most of this, it seems like. So we'll come back to that love triangle because that's how this episode ends. But um, Angelina maybe cheated on her boyfriend um, and she tries to call her boyfriend on the duck phone. The duck phone shows back <laughs> up. Um, and uh, her boyfriend's like Mr. Business because he's like, sorry, I'm in a meeting. I can't talk right now. And she's like, what? <laughs> yeah, and then she just keeps calling him and getting his voicemail. And she's like, "Yeah, I just think I just think my boyfriend should be answering the phone. Which is hilarious. Yeah. Um, I also, let's see. I believe it's Ronnie. Correct me. He has another one of his weird quotes that make me uncomfortable. <laughs> but he, I believe it's, everybody loves me. Babies, dogs, hot girls, <laughs> cougars. <laughs> like, there's an implicit relationship cougars. between babies and dogs that really quickly flips to hot girls and cougars there. Cougars. That I just, cougars, yeah, cougars. That, that I really love. Like, if we make a confession cam t-shirt, I'm tempted to say everybody loves us. <laughs> Babies, dogs, hot girls, cougars. That's not a bad idea. Um, Wow goes home from clubbing early because she doesn't want to cheat on her boyfriend. Good for her. But <laughs> after she already makes out with Polly. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, she and Polly uh, had been making out. Um, the thing that I want to bring up is... She's just holding a package of ham. <laughs> she, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't have a ham sandwich, nothing like that. Just a package of ham. And it's not like good ham. This is like the prepackaged, like plastic that's like sealed shut yeah. container of ham. Like I think it's like Hillshire Farm yeah. or something. The three dollar um, ham. Yeah, and she's just shaking the package of the camera because I didn't want to cheat on my boyfriend, so I got some ham. It's basically the quote. Ham and water. Ham and water. <laughs> it's a very human moment. I love it. It is, yeah. Yeah. Um I I do want to point before they got to club though. We need to make some at some point that um, Ron, Ron Ron Juice. Yeah, Ron. No, Ron. Did is it Ron? I thought he said Ron Juan Juice, but is it Ron Ron Juice? I think it's Ron Ron Juice. I thought I'm he said Ron Juan, but either way, because I assume he'd be like, "Oh, I'm using like." Either way, I need to make me some Ron Ron Juice. Who says that? Ronnie? Yeah. When they're getting ready for the club, he's like mixing some drink in a blender. Oh, yeah. With and watermelon yeah, and stuff like, like that. Yeah. He's like watermelon, cherry, and something else. He's like, oh, before you go out, you got to get Ron Ron juice. And then the, everyone else is like, that would kill me. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder if there's a Jersey Shore cookbook. You know how they have those novelty cookbooks, like the the Godfather cookbook and all that? So far, so far, it's got uh, a recipe for Ron Ron juice and ham. And... Uh, and the sausage and peppers. sausage and peppers. Okay, I found a recipe for Ron Ron juice on food.com, and here's a review. Oh, hell yeah. Tastes like how freshly cut grass smells. I followed the recipe to the letter and used Grey Goose, so I wasn't using cheap vodka. One star. <laughs> Does it, what, can you read us the ingredients? I'm intrigued. Yeah. Take a trip to the Jersey Shore with Ron Ron juice, made famous by Ronnie on the TV show Jersey Shore. Uh, okay. Seedless watermelon, cranberry juice, blueberries, uh, a whole jar of maraschino cherries. Oh, my God. Vodka and ice. That didn't sound too bad until you got to the whole jar of <laughs> yeah. cherries. That's got to be bad for you. Yeah. That, Yield six cups. Okay. That's a lot. That's like half maraschino cherries. No <laughs> wonder that's bad. Like, I've, I figured it's like... All that sounds so delicious, but that's like all sugar. Yeah. 
It um, sounds like it, the Ron Ron juice reappears in Jersey Shore Family Vacation. There's a whole episode about it. So oh, it became iconic. I'm glad we caught that. So the episode. Uh, feel free to stop me if there's more. Um, but the episode kind of ends with the uh, Ronnie Sammy the situation drama. Um, the situation is mad at Ronnie and Sammy because she seems to have moved on to him, uh, which. Again, feels pretty shitty given that he's been like making out with other girls and stuff. Yeah, um, I uh, I don't know. It's it's it is the whole situation. Yeah, <laughs> we we, we got to get away from this. Holy it's, shit, it's so hard. Um, this whole um happenstance <laughs> is like, God, that's worse. Everything that has happened is like. It's kind of a good for her moment, but it's also I don't really care that much. This is literally day two of these people knowing each other, mm-hmm. and like from what we can tell, the worst they did is kissed. Although one girl I do with ex- remember explaining, kind of drunk, giggling and saying, "I just saw your penis." So that I can't. That was the, I think that was Jenny Wow yeah. and J Wow and Polly D, right? Yeah. Which we find that Polly has a, a pierced uh, uh, penis later on. No, she says that. Oh, did she? I missed that. Oh, wow. Good to know. But yeah, I I do think that that's important to know that like so far each episode has essentially been a day and night. And -hmm. I think this one they do wake up the next day and it just shows a bit of the morning. But there's only like nine episodes and then like there's like a reunion special. I think I think this season's really short. Yeah, this one's shorter than the rest. So like I'm looking forward to the reunion special. Those are always fun Mm -hmm. because I'm pretty sure they shot the show. And then had them come back like a year later and talk about what happened or six months later. Uh, I don't know the time scale, but like they shot. I'm pretty sure they shot this in the summer of 2008. It was edited. I'm sure it was pilot and stuff. They shot it and they had to get produced all that dumb money network bullshit. And then I'm guessing the network wanted more episodes because there's like two episodes at the end of this that are not that there's like a reunion special. And then there's like one other that's listed as like a special. So I'm guessing they wanted the, they shot eight episodes network was like, well, we need 10 to make it a series. And they did two extras like that next year. But that's something I can look for later. It looks like, so season one aired from, December 2009 to January 2010. Season 2 actually premiered in July of 2010. So that was oh, actually fast. a pretty quick turnaround. So I bet when they did the reunion special, I bet they were already filming season 2 mm-hmm. and they had the the network one more episodes. They shot reunion specials of them getting back together and it's also a preview of season 2. That's my guess for the future, but mm. we'll see. Predictions. Um Hunter, I think you had some things uh, as we close out. You had some uh, I had controversies or something like I that. I do have some of those, but first I have two notes that I want to bring up in episode two that aren't really important of when they happened. Um, one is something that uh, Mike says multiple... I'm pretty sure it's Mike. Correct me, I'm wrong. He says multiple times, but he keeps saying, I would have Jerry Springered her ass. Oh, yeah. Which is like maybe the scariest threat I can imagine, and also the most meaningless. I assume it means he's gonna like throw a chair at her or something, but it, he says it like three times, and it is a little iconic. It's like maybe the the most notable thing he said so far. Um, I also want to talk about when they're at the club. The reason they get kicked out and find three more hot girls is they get in a fight, 
and Polly punches a dude in the mouth. Oh, yeah, that's right. Um, and I do want to say this is probably the most scientific thing that anyone on the show will ever say, but uh, it just cuts to uh, Polly D for a second. He just says, it only takes nine pounds of pressure to break someone's nose. And then it just cuts <laughs> to hit the punch again. Like, he's really proud of that moment. He's like, you never fight in the club. I never should have done it, but I busted his nose. I wonder if he took a karate class once, because I remember I did karate when I was 14, and I remember our, our teacher having those kinds of conversations. Like, <laughs> it only takes six pounds of pressure to break a collarbone. Yeah, I, I think it also just falls into that weird category of, like, bro science. Yeah. Um, yeah, and those are the last of my notes. I do have uh, some things to talk about uh related though uh, the first big one uh is something that you may have seen um in the previews if your version has like the coming up this season and um that kind of stuff uh one of the big ones is there's a scene with snooki in the um in the first episode preview where snooki gets fucking jacked in the face by someone um and there's like scenes of a guy getting called off called out by the like pulled out of the club by the police she's got like ice on her face and she's like well how do you do that to a woman like it's it's not fun it's it's really intense and that actually got cut from the show um and not only that but um it's called the beachcomber bar and grill incident so he, um, it was at that bar, uh, a man named Brad Farrow, who was a PE teacher from New York, Deer Park, New York. Um, he ended up being arrested for uh, simple assault and disorderly conduct. I don't know really the difference. I'm going to look between simple assault. Oh, it's just assault. It's another term for assault. Um, so they, pro- they promoted that clip a lot. They promoted that clip a lot leading into the show. And it's even in that first episode's promo, and then it never shows up on the show. And allegedly, it happens somewhere in between episode two and three, but for legal reasons, they end up taking out because it turned into a full court case. I thought that they did show that. Maybe I'm just thinking about it's it's only in that in that first episode season pre. So they do show it, but then that scene doesn't happen. And I think that's part of why you never see Snooki out at the club with them. Oh, in those okay. that first in that second episode is because she did go and she got into a physical altercation and they cut all of her hmm. scenes. But at least that's what I'm. This is what Wikipedia and a couple of their sites are telling me. Um, Having some Mandela effect. The incident would have aired on the December seventeenth episode along with a public service announcement against violence towards women, um, but they ended up pulling it. Um, he also lost his job uh, from a high school and a middle school when the episodes aired. Um, so yeah, he lost his job for punching Snooki on what became television. And uh, he, he could, it was so hard for him to find a job that he ended up enlisting in the army. Wow. Yeah. Um, he has apologized since then. Um, I deep. Sorry. <laughs> You're good. He said, I deeply regret what happened. Nobody deserves that. That was not the real Brad Farrow. Yeah, a real YouTube apology right there. Um, he also pleaded guilty. He ended up getting a $500 fine, six months suspended jail sentence. So 
But then again, if you're assaulting people, you probably shouldn't be working with kids in general. Yeah. Um, there is a little bit of controversy around what happened. Um, apparently, his father and a couple people uh, said that he was like put up, basically put up to it. And like when you get a bunch of people drunk, instigate them and point cameras on them, MTV's going to get what MTV wants. So essentially, there's something happening that some people say MTV stirred the situation up. Buddy Hitter. So, yeah, I don't know yeah. if I buy it. I mean, yeah. I completely buy it, but he's still Hitter, and that's not cool. You know what I mean? Like, I completely yeah, both believe things can be true. It doesn't justify it. Thing, yeah, yeah. I'd, I I think I wouldn't be surprised if MTV was giving free drinks to people and then yeah. like push putting people together same reason like those guys they were eyeing them at the club all night mm-hmm. i mean it's also just a bunch of drunk bros that shit happens all the fucking time right yeah but so that's what was cut out of these two episodes um there's a lot of other stuff that we could if we do continue watching the show to talk about um there is one of the cast members gets arrested behind the scenes um Let's see, there, is, there was a lot of people uh, who were mad that the show glamorized tanning. We could talk about that. A lot of doctors <laughs> came out and they're like, you shouldn't do that too much. Um, there's a big Italian-American response um, saying that the show was basically um, Italian face. I don't, I'm trying to avoid saying that one, bad, the one word, but like right, that it, they're that stereotyping. It it's a bad stereotype. A bad and there's a lot of that. Um, some of their MTV sponsors boycotted them over the show. Oh, wow. Interesting. Uh, which could be interesting for us to get into. Uh, there were local protests who said that the show hurt their businesses and made the whole town look bad. In New Jersey? Yes. Jersey Shore area specifically. I would think it would draw more people, too. Like I, I bet it did draw people out eventually, but I'm guessing the way people think about this this is like we said if this was shot in the summer of 2008 and you live in jersey shore in your business and you start seeing previews for the show and like they'd go out of the way to post the trashiest moments on the show in the commercials and they're naming the show jersey shore i could see why someone would be upset Mm -hmm. um long term yeah i'm sure it's a huge party spot now i'm sure it's like a tourist destination almost but um there is also um a really uh squicky uh transgender portrayal in one of the last episodes of this season oh of so, this season it's during the reunion yeah gotcha oh i don't think i ever watched the reunion they they show some outtakes from it um should do you want to talk about it now or do you want to wait which part the 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 reunion and like the controversy behind it uh, maybe we should wait till after we talk about the reunion yeah. episode. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, Glad had to get involved. Wow. Um, wow. Which, if you don't know, that's the Gay Lesbian Alliance Against Defamation. Hmm. So, yeah, Mike and uh, Mike and them. Actually, Mike's not the one who who said anything. He's just involved in hmm. the situation. Um, but yeah, I think so we that's... got a, we got a lot to cover, huh? Yeah. yeah. Well. Unless we have anything else, do you, what do you think? Should we keep watching this? I think we should stick it out till the end of this season, at least. I'm gonna keep watching it with or without you guys. So. <laughs> yeah, I, I I think it that think that is a three way vote. I think we're all cool. gonna. So, what do you think? Uh, keep doing two episodes at a time, or do we want to try and just get through it? Um, 
maybe we can take it off air, but this episode went kind of long, so I'm wondering if we should do one episode. The, th- the thing is, a lot more happens on this show than the Kardashians. So much more. So I'm wondering if we should do... This has got to be our longest episode at yeah. this point. Yeah. Well, we for al- sure. We also had to do introductions to oh, the that's show true. and like first impressions, which we won't that's be doing true. again. I say and we I f- stick with two episodes. Yeah, and I feel like some of these behaviors are just, that we're talking about now is exciting might be normal by episode five from yeah. these people. Yeah, I say we stick with two at a time. All right, cool. Well, I, also that way, if you're listening at home, we're gonna you can watch one a week and keep abreast with us. There you yeah, go. Yeah, we'll be back in two weeks. Uh, Thanks for uh, your patience as we took a little bit hiatus over the holidays. Hope everyone had a good holiday season. And uh, yeah, is anything else? Thanks for listening. Thanks for yeah. listening. Get crazy, get wild. <laughs> Have a good evening.